Hey Upper Feasters, hope you're having a great day so far. This week I talk with the owner of Wario's Beef and Pork. We talk cheesesteaks. He tells me his favorite Philly cheesesteak, the keys to running a successful restaurant. He will not put lettuce on your cheesesteak no matter how nice you ask or how mean you ask. You're not getting lettuce on your cheesesteak. Forget it. He tells me his strong opinions on ranch dressing, his thoughts on ketchup on a cheesesteak. I told him their cold cut sandwich was disappointing. Polly G's Pizza and Wario's Beef have a big collaboration coming soon. It's going to be epic. You got to check that out. Stefan said a big pass on Steakums. I asked him what defines an authentic Philly cheesesteak and much, much more. Have you been to Philadelphia to have a, a quote unquote real Philly? Have you been there before? I have. I've had some Phillies from over there. I've had some uh, some advice on what I like and what I don't. Angelo's is my favorite. If we're going to call him out, it's actually a pizza joint. He makes his own bread in the house and it's ridiculous. And uh, I don't think it's ours is really desi- is close to anything other than theirs. I'm not going to call it as good as theirs or, you know, anything of that st- uh, nature, but that's my favorite one out there. I think the Pat and the Gino is like... Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask you, like the more mainstream option, Pat v. Gino's. The, the, the tourist row, I had them both. They're good. I mean, it's a good sandwich. Uh, it was worth what I paid for. It maybe wasn't worth waiting in line for as long as we waited in line because it was late. We were all drinking and like, that's when you got to get it. Of course. And like, you know, it was, it was great at the time. I think another slept on spot out there for the roasted pork is the Knicks. Oh yeah. That's classic. That's iconic, dude. So good. Yeah. So that's good. I'm glad. Dude, I know I've been following along your uh, deliberate research on your food journey. That you're palette well traveled, my friend, spending as much time as you did in New York, too. That's a, it's a monster of a food scene, man. You got you to gotta have some grit if you're going to roll with those folks out there. I love it. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got really lucky. I think a, a little bit of key to my Instagram success was I started in the Upper East Side of Manhattan and I only ate in my neighborhood. So that kind of made me niche and kind of made me stand out a little bit. Could you give our listeners a, a tip of your success? Like, cause you guys are amazing. Like I'm sure ingredients plays into it and I'm sure your hustle plays into it, but what would you say a key to running a successful restaurant deli is? Number one, you got to love what you do. The cliche, like I really love what I do. I like, I love I love it more than anything, but you can't cut corners. Like if you were going to use fresh bread, then why are you going to cut cheese out of a can? Why are you going to use uh, a subpar protein? So it's just one of those things where like, we're trying to show everything on the sandwich is just as important as its last ingredient that's put on it from when it started. So care about what you do really. And don't be afraid to like tell people how it is. You know, there's a couple of things unpopular food opinions i'm sure that's gonna come up but you know there's a couple of things that i'm really not afraid to say no to people it's like you know i'm not gonna do that because after i do that it's not gonna be worth the dollar that i'm asking for out of it because this is what it tastes like because we tried it what's an example of of, of a no like what what was a lettuce lettuce on a steak no lettuce on hot steak we don't do that (laughs) it's so like you even if i took it off the everything off the grill and you got to it 30 seconds after I cut into it. Number one, you're burning your mouth. Number two, the first breath that you take in is going to be watery lettuce. Like just, I want you to breathe in like that richness from the meat and the cheese and the toasted sesame, because we toast the every every uh, stick of semolina on the flat top before it comes to you. But there's no lettuce on the hot steak. I won't put it on there. I'm going to be honest with you. We've recently started getting a little bit more friction with that one. Sometimes even like if I see an order 
and there's like two steaks and a spot on it and somebody wants a side of lettuce, sometimes the lettuce doesn't make it in the bag, man. You know, like, uh, and I'm on Expo like almost all day, every day. So that's like a big, big no-no because like, honest to goodness, we're shaving fresh. We're trying to do everything right. At least the way that I believe is right. And that's no, you know, that it won't happen here. As long as I'm part of Wario's, it just won't happen here. That's tough, but fair, man. It is. It is. I think you said it best. I saw something on your Instagram that was kind of a, a polarizing opinion. You said, fuck ranch. Why so no, hard to man. Do, my friend? All right. So my, I come, my, I'm, we're very vulgar in my house, at least with my siblings and how we grew up. We grew up in a great home. Don't get me wrong. We're not a bunch of sailors or anything. <laughs> um, but, you know, passionate, I think is the best way to describe it. And like, I have had some experiences with ranch where like, I just feel like it completely adulterates every bite. Like hot wings, I understand. I won't order it with hot wings, but I completely understand hot wings with ranch because I'm a big, big blue cheese guy with my hot wings. Like I fucking love blue cheese. You know, I just feel like ranch is, is it's just a huge blanket to everything else that you're going to taste in that bite. Like, again, if you're eating a cheap pizza and you want to dip it in, like, I love condiments, but there's a, that one condiment just dominates every, I just, I hate to use the word adulterates, but I feel like it has just adulterated almost everything that it's been put on. I won't serve it. I'm so happy that I don't have to because like, this is my business now. So like, Nothing in here makes sense with ranch to me. I don't want it, but I don't like, I'm just busting people's chops for using ranch, you know, like use your sauces, enjoy your food, eat it the way that you want to eat it. But, you know, like I have the liberty at my establishment to sort of dictate how that path goes. Uh, so there's no ranch here. I'm sorry, my friends. Now, how do you feel about like, like an aioli or maybe even like a spicy ranch? Are you into that at all? I love aiolis. I think that a spicy ranch is different, but it's still ranch. <laughs> so depending on its application and where it goes, I'll keep it to a minimum. I love aiolis. Our Wario sauce here is, is an aioli, and it has two predominant flavors that are in ranch. Believe me, I've had to make a lot of ranch in my career against my will. You do it and you serve it. Uh, at least we made it in-house. We didn't cut anything out of a packet or do any of that. We tried to sally it up a little bit, but I'm a, I'm a condiment guy all day long. So yeah, that exactly. So you got to sauce boss it up. So uh, keep that stuff coming, but, you know, appropriately. Like, dude, another one, we don't serve ketchup here because people want to put ketchup on the cheesesteak too. I would smash some of these potatoes that sit in this bowl. Like, you know, we've, you're in a kitchen there's there's always a little bit extra that gets fired in the potato bowl and we had ketchup in there i'd be dipping potatoes and ketchup while i was walking around all day you can only eat so much wario sauce and like those types of things but unfortunately all diners are not as responsible as you want them to be with the things that you have and i'm charging a pretty penny for a sandwich here it's not a cheap sandwich especially for columbus ohio so you get what you pay for them in my opinion i appreciate that i appreciate that but i want to make sure at least the first time you you get it the way that we intended it. And if it's not good enough, then take it home and do whatever you want to do to it. I'm just happy that we have something that you like. Yeah. And so you actually answered, we have three listener questions this week. Whoosh Boy Wonder, he asked what your thoughts on ketchup on a cheesesteak are. So I'm guessing the answer is no for you. Like that's a pass. No, 
No, man. No. <laughs> Put ketchup on it. No ketchup on a cheesesteak, please. It's like putting ketchup on a hot dog. It's To me, that's a hard no. I don't understand some of it. You know, I get different strokes for different folks. Like everybody grew up in different households and you got used to eating something and that's what you're, you know, you've adjusted to. But like I said, like if you've had one of my cheesesteaks, cheesesteaks, what's this guy? What's our friend's name here on Instagram? It's a Foosh Boy Wonder. Foosh Boy Wonder. If you've had one of our steaks and you think it needs ketchup, I want to like, I want to treat you to a steak and I want to make sure that I personally make it. And if it still needs ketchup afterwards, I don't know what to say, man. Like, no ketchup on the steak. Stop doing that. Agreed. And then the, the second question is from Joshua Gandhi. What is your day off sandwich? If there's cold pastrami in my fridge, I am like, I'm I'm a pastrami guy all the way. But nine times out of 10, you can find me just eating like three or four slices of some kind of cured meat, a chunk of cheese in the middle, and then just like a torn piece of bread. And I'll eat like, you know, like a two and a half, three inch little sandwich, but then I'll eat five of those. So it'll turn into eventually I have eaten a party sub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A party <laughs> sub. But, and you know, I'm working, I'm doing my thing, but uh, you know, I like the nibble. It usually doesn't come to the end of, well, that's a good, it's a good day off uh, sandwich right there is the pastrami on rye. Yeah, that is a phenomenal choice. <laughs> we'll be doing that one day. We'll be doing that one day. Tough to beat. And then our, our last question, D Mac asks, do you plan on adding variety to the menu or just the usuals plus an occasional guest sandwich? That's a great question. Uh, we have just started rolling into, I don't want to say regularly, but you're going to see specials on Saturdays. And, you know, once things pick up in the city down here a little bit more and we get some more people walking around, it'll give us the opportunity to, you know, to play around a little bit more and, and see some of those different things there will only be five sandwiches on the menu. I really, really am a firm believer in just doing a few things well, rather than, you know, I'll never please everybody. So I'm not going to try to. And I just want to take our time and just really focus on quality control and what we have, because, you know, we want to be able to be quick and fast and, you know, volume, a volume beast as well. We're going to keep it the way that it is. The formula is comfortable right now. And I think we've gotten in our, we're starting to get into our rhythm. And uh, like I said, stay tuned. We just did a Chicago beef a, a week or two ago, and uh, there'll be another special this, this coming week uh, and some other things happening. So nice. Dude, I love that you said that because I 100% agree with you. Like do four or five things amazingly perfect. You don't want to be Cheesecake Factory and have a whole freaking dictionary for a menu. Like that's crazy. And dude, <laughs> those kitchens are like, they're stocked like a field, man. It's unbelievable. There's like 40 people in those types of kitchens. I can't, it's overwhelming some of those operations. It's cool when it works, but I agree with you. No dictionaries, no dissertation from me, but <laughs> you're just going to get a few things. Do you have plans on like, would you like to open a second location or are you just trying to vibe out with this first spot? What's going on with your plans? Absolutely a second location. We'd like to have a brick and mortar somewhere where we can do a little bit more scale and operation. So hopefully we've moved into that uh, this coming year. We had a couple of things, a couple of flares in the pan, if you will. And we, you know, tried to jump on them, but timing just wasn't there. Uh, but for sure. That'll be great. We want to get, we want to get into a brick and mortar and maybe something with a little drive through window space, hopefully for our baker to bake the bread in house so you can really smell that. 
that smell that you need to smell, man. I got the best job ever. I get to cut the bread every single day. And I yeah, cut every single step. You have no idea, man. You have no idea. Come in one morning, I'll put a knife in your hands. You can cut a few. Just a few, though. I get to do the rest. Yeah, I'll take you up on that, man. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. I think it's so funny you choose Wario. Like, he's such, like, an oddball, like, outcast type dude. <laughs> yeah, he's evil. Character. That's me. I'm I'm an evil. I'm not, like, truly evil. You're but cartoon like, evil. You're like Nintendo evil. It's yeah, it's hard, exactly. It's fun, exactly. So, uh, Wario fits me, and when we used to play Super Smash Brothers Brawl, he's got a motorcycle, and he's got other cool stuff that other guys don't have, so I like Wario a lot. Keep it coming, baby. Okay, so I do have one downside, not to be like a buzzkill here. So I've had three of your sandwiches. Cheesesteak, literally five out of five, perfection. I It's like the best ever. The pork, five out of five, best ever, super amazing. The cold cut sandwich, I was a little disappointed. I felt like it didn't have enough meat. Maybe I got a skinny okay. sandwich. Because I feel like the cheesesteak and the pork is like massive mounds of meat. And then is the cold cut meant to be more of like, like a diet sandwich or something? <laughs> so the cold cut actually is my favorite sandwich on the menu, believe it or not. And it's okay that there's a downside. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm glad that you pointed that out because it's, it's good to, you know, sort of have a platform like this to give you reasoning why it has quite a bit less meat. So the cheesesteak's got eight ounces. The pork's got close to nine. We weigh the pork out a little bit heavy to, uh, to encounter for some of that fat that gets cooked out of it. The cold cut's like right in between five and a half and six ounces. And it's because all three meats that are on there are like in the 40% for fat, for percentages. So we try to keep it thin and we know that it folds over so that you get it on top and bottom of your bite. I'm sorry that you... You know, you might have gotten a portion that was a little bit light. The, you know, the cold cut's the only one that we don't weigh every single portion out. We try to slice the sopressata and the copa at the same thickness on the same number on the slicer every day. And we do the same with the ham. It gets eight pieces of sopressata, five pieces of copa, and usually about four or five pieces of ham. Sometimes if the ham is a little bit light, it's noticeable. And that's, you know what, that's one thing, man, that, you know, we had an inconsistency there and. You know, we're not perfect. We're working on trying to, you know, hammer these things out. But yeah, man, cold cuts got light on the meat because if we put eight ounces of meat on that thing, people would struggle. It's, it's, know. it's very, and that's why it has that jardinera and the, the amount of lettuce and onion that it does on there too. So we try to balance it out. I'm sorry that you got one that was subpar, man. I'm a little ashamed that my favorite sandwich missed the mark on you. No, but uh, the next... The next time you come in, I'm going to give you one right off the line and make sure everything's the way that it was supposed to be from prep. And hopefully it's up to snuff. Awesome. Well, sorry. Hopefully that didn't make it weird. I just had to had to get that off my no, chest. No, man. No, that's good. That's good. We like that kind of stuff. The criticism needs to come in. That's how we get better. And so when, when you're a customer, are you like a chill customer or because like you do such you do, do everything at such a high level. I imagine it must be challenging when you go out to eat. Like, is it hard for you to be wowed? I don't think it's hard for me to be wild because you got to manage your expectations and where it is and what you're trying. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to like old faithful Los Guachos, I know what I'm going to get at Los Guachos. I know how good it can be from how I've had it. And I know my Al Pastor wasn't quite warmed up maybe to the point of that caramelization. Like that's, that might be a disappointment, but I don't know. I, 
I haven't been to a lot of new places recently, to be quite frank with you. And over the years, the only time that I really uh, got to go experience as much cuisine as I did is when you were like traveling for work for R&B and for things like that, which is they're packed with that. But I, I don't know, man. I try not to be a tough customer. You keep to yourself. And like, I'll be honest with those that I think can handle or respectfully honest about what's going on with it. But I've been wild in the city enough times. I like to think I'm an easy customer. I try not to be too demanding. Believe me, I'm the last guy that wants to put in an order 15 minutes before you close or have a dissertation <laughs> for a, a two-top ticket. You know, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm completely against that kind of stuff. So I try to be cordial. I appreciate that because you're you're like a back-of-the-house guy and you, you know how horrible it is when customers come in late or like a minute before close and then everything's special order. Like I used to be a server and I hate tables that camp out. Like people need to leave. Like that was my favorite part yeah. actually about working in New York city is it was New York attitude. Like when we were closed, yeah. we were closed. Like busters would start putting chairs up right in front of customers. Like we were wild and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit, you know, the, the food scene here is, is young and, I don't think we have a lot of culture yet in the, in the city as far as like what's rooted. I always use the example, like what is Italian in the Italian, in the Italian village? Give me one. Yeah, There's I can't nothing. nothing, yeah. There's people doing good food that pays homage to it, but it's not like truly Italian. Uh, I think there's some development that needs to come along the way in this town and like maybe some culture shock. Uh, but more people need to be told like, hey, just shut up and eat it one time like this or do this. And maybe we'll get some of that East Coast, uh, you know, flair over here that you were just dream daydreaming about, man. You know, the customer's not always right, unfortunately. And I'm a customer a lot of times, and I, I've been wrong plenty of times. So I'm on I'm on the same side of the fence. Absolutely. And so it's so funny, like the the Italian thing specifically. Uh, I don't know if you ever read through my comments when I post Italian food, but I've noticed Italians are incredibly harsh and they love tradition. I personally don't value tradition. Like I don't like to be disrespectful to tradition, but I think whatever's delicious is delicious. Hell yeah. yeah that's how you feel too? Good. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Contemporary cuisine, the advancement of what our foundation is and moving forward. Like you can still be cooking with French influence just by using a technique alone and cook with flavors from anywhere around the world. And it, it's not French cooking, but it's heavily influenced by, you know? So like, I don't think that we should stay at a base level. And for all the people that like to complain about what is and what isn't, why haven't you done it yet? If, <laughs> if you know the way and you got it in your bag, then let's see it, you know? Oh, I love that. Uh, I'm gonna use that next time. <laughs> because it's the same thing. Like we get some stuff sometimes, you know, I've had some people in person just tell us this was God off or whatever. I was like, Hey man, since when did you uh, pull up shop somewhere down here? I don't, I don't see where you sell food out of. Can you tell me where that is so I can come try what you got or you know. so just give it back to a man. You just, because you're not in New York anymore, doesn't mean that people shouldn't be told the way that it is. So I'm, I'm always going to tell it like it is respectfully, but you'll get it if you ask for it. Now, I know you said you don't eat out that much because uh, you're super busy. Do you have a top three uh, Columbus restaurants? It could help if you break it down, like maybe best pizza, best tacos, best steak. All right, we're best pizza, Paulie G's. I lo love Paulie G's. I love what he's doing down here. 
the big squares. We got something fun in the works too. It's coming here soon. It's very, very soon. It's gonna. Hopefully, we get people squirming a little bit when they get this one out to them. So I'm pumped. If I can get some VIP access to that collab, I would love to help you guys promote the hell out of that because that sounds so dope. I'm totally, totally bringing that to the table. Uh, we have a meeting in a few days to talk about that between my Mark, between Heidi and TJ and myself. So you're on deck now. Awesome. Um, thank you, by the way. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Best burger, Preston's. Okay. I am religiously a Preston's. I mean, I love Matt. He's a good friend of mine. I'm going to put a sleeper out there. I'm going to put two sleepers out there. Lawbirds Kitchens. Got a little thing going on back there. My buddy, Tyler Minnis. Absolutely love that guy. And then... If you have an opportunity to get at Roy's Ad Supper Club on one of those lists, Mr. Smith has been doing some amazing things in what we were talking about, the contemporary style, um, but staying true to, you know, traditional flavors, if you will. And where's that place? Is that like a ghost kitchen or he has like a real brick and mortar or what? No, he does it out of his house. It's a supper club. So you get up on the list and, uh, you know, you hope that uh, you're you're there with a with a good group, and it's. I mean, for a chef, number one to welcome you into his home, uh, with his, you know, it's wonderful. I mean, just the whole experience and the ambiance of it is is ridiculous. I recently did uh, helped him out with a dinner at Rye River Social over here, and uh, it was a lot of fun to work with him and just sort of make something else other than a sandwich for once. You know what Dude. I'm saying? That sounds really fun. I've never done that, but I would definitely do that. Now, can you bring yeah. your booze or whatever? Or does he sell booze? Yes. No, that's the thing. You bring some wine, you bring some good scotch or, you know, whatever your flavor is. And, you know, you don't even got to wait to share with the kitchen. You can just tell the guy right there to his face how good or if, you know, you're, you dislike something, but I highly doubt that. Yeah, I would be shocked about that. No, he's he's amazing. Yeah. What is your go-to, like, you got the munchies, like say you're drunk and you want to just slam some junk food. What's your go-to junk food snack? Cereal. Cereal? <laughs> I love cereal, man. I love Raisin Bran Crunch. Like if I got milk, even if I got milk like one day past, two days past, and there's Raisin Bran Crunch and I'm drunk, I'm slamming it. Oh, man. I think the Dor nacho cheese Doritos are the king of crunch when it comes to uh, adding something to a sandwich, if you will, like a drunk snack. Like everybody's put chips on their sandwich, I hope, at some point in their life in some aspect of it. <laughs> the nacho cheese Doritos are classic. Oots cheese balls is my last one. The big barrel, like Donkey Kong. <laughs> they're, they're like seven bucks, man. They're like, it's, it's a whole thing of cheese. I'm pretty sure I got one up in the shop in here somewhere. But man, Oots awesome. cheese balls. That's the last one. I like to do my my cheese balls. I like to dip it in that bullshit cheese, the fake cheese whiz, like the big jar of cheese, a little double cheese is madness. I love it. Oh yeah, man. I mean, you gotta keep it saucy. And uh yeah, you said drunk, so uh yeah, that's the perfect time to get your fingers dirty because why not? I'm assuming since you have all these elite steaks all the time. If you're drunk, would you eat like a steakum steak or would you rather just have nothing? No, no, I would rather eat McDonald's, to be honest with you. Look at, I, I implore many, anybody who listens, look at the ingredients on some of those steakums and stuff. And the ingredients list, as it goes down the list, is the percentage of what makes up that ingredient in there. A lot of times, cornstarch or some sort of secondary uh, filler breadcrumb is one of the top three on some yeah. of those ingredients lists. So 
I'm not trying to eat that. I would, I, I straight up, I'll eat McDonald's when I'm wasted or Wendy's or T-Bell or like any of that. So I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people don't know that chefs eat like shit, man. You work all day long. The last thing you want to do like is go home and cook. Like 99% of the time, I'm eating cured meat, dried cheese, and eggs. I love eggs. Eggs are a huge part of my diet. And it only takes like 30 seconds to five minutes to make one. So Yeah. And it's healthy, packed full of protein. It's dirt cheap. Like, it's a win. Oh, yeah. Dirt cheap, man. You said it. You got some crusty bread. You're good to go, man. You're good to go. So no steak comes. I'll eat a shitty steak or a lower quality steak, whatever you want to call it. But I'm not going to eat a steak. I'm, don't, don't give me anything frozen out of the box. I'm not. I'm not playing with that. I'm with you, man. How did you start this uh, Wario's business that's crushing it and blowing up all over Columbus? I got in touch with a good friend of mine. And uh, he put me in touch with uh, now a very good friend of mine. And uh, he had this opportunity for a sandwich shop. And I came in to consult and uh, just kind of like see things through. I didn't have anything to do. And there it is. You know, I, I fell in love with the location and the idea. And I've always aspired to have like a, a butchery and a deli that I could serve, you know, fresh sandwiches out of throughout my career. Butchery is kind of like my thing. And um, Wario's was, well, the sandwich shop was born. The name Wario's took a while. I had quite a few different things written down. And uh, some of it was pretty... Uh, egregious and the other things were like you know I thought right in the pocket for what we were trying to do and what it's you know designed after and I was hanging out in my brother's garage and my cousin was over and some of my very close friends were over this was in Cleveland Ohio and uh my buddy was wearing a Mario Kart shirt and I've always favored Wario so <laughs> I looked at his shirt and I was like, that's it, man. I knew I wanted something beef and pork. And that was it. It was Wario's beef and pork. Nice. And here we are. And uh, I got in the lab and started making cheesesteaks and didn't think it was going to be a cheesesteak. That kind of like broke me from my uh, formal restaurant scene. But that was it, man. That's That's really how it happened. We opened in October. And the support that we've gotten from this community is just absolutely awesome uh, we're really really grateful nice you guys are crushing it for sure and so could you give me an example of one of your egregious names like what was one of the names you had to throw away because it sucked <laughs> so before like I came along there was an idea for a name and it was Burley's that is that was I feel like just not I mean we're we're it had like it's it's reasoning behind it. It made sense because there's, you know, there's a few big guys back here and that's how it sort of started even before I came into the picture. So that one was like, ah, I'm not really feeling Burleys. And then we were going to do Remo's like Remo's the name of a good mob boss. And it's <laughs> one of my favorite movies. And like, it's just like, you know, that's the East coast. So like, and then that one, no. And uncle beef was <laughs> another one. That's that uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah uncle beef that was a goofy one and i was just like man and then i was like talking about i was like man people are gonna be calling me uncle beef it's gonna be fucking weird man i don't want to so there's it that was uh i think those were the top three that i was just like man no now are you from philadelphia because you you make like a super legit philly cheesesteak thank you sir not from philly i'm from cleveland like i said it's just 
kind of one of those things. I fell in love with this bread recipe years ago, just trying to like get a semolina around here. And the gentleman, Matt Swint, put it together and made the most appropriate courier for it. And I think that bread is a big reason for our success. I'll give it half of the credit to that sandwich. Just a Cleveland boy. Like I said, butchery is my passion. And, you know, I love sandwiches. Nice. So I can tell <laughs> that that's that's it, man. I'm, I'm just a sandwich guy. Like it's the topic of almost half of the com- food conversations that I would have throughout the day. Just things that you remember. And uh, this was really my first crack at like an authentic Philly um, in a professional setting. And, you know, I think we're doing all right. Do you have like a hard and fast rule on what is a quote unquote real Philly cheesesteak? The whiz with, the whiz without, it's, you know, some people are purists, some people don't like it. I understand why whiz gets a taboo. It gets cut out of a can a lot of times, you know, and uh, I don't think there's a true authentic one unless you're there. That's the authentic Philly. In Columbus, you know, we serve cheesesteaks to be respectful of, uh, you know, what it is with its territory. And I'm not really trying, you know, all the time to argue with the people. You know, you know, people from Philly, though, they're not yeah. afraid to give it to you, you know. And I'm not afraid to give it back. Neither are the guys in here. So we try to keep it to a minimum and keep it fun. But we try to tell people that we serve cheesesteaks. It, it won't say Philly anywhere in or around. I know our old sign, uh, the people that were here before had Philly up there. But that was really the only correlation. No, I get it, dude. Because I, when I, I actually lived in Philadelphia for one year. I went to Temple University. And it's so funny because Philadelphia people, some of them say it has to have whiz with onions and peppers. Some people say it has to be only meat and cheese. Some people say it has to be provolone. Like, don't police my palate, dude. Like, if it's delicious, I want to eat it. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like I said, it's a good sandwich. And I say we're paying homage to whatever it is that we're doing here. So if this is your reference point to a Philly, I'm honored and I'm flattered. The extra frills and like, to be honest with you, to be frank, the green peppers inside of some of those sandwiches, I think it's it's partially like a flavor booster because like it's tough to cover up some of the flavor of super processed, some of that meat. You know, not everybody is trying to serve, do what it is that, you know, others do with using higher quality meats and whatnot. And that's, there's a demographic for it. So you should serve it. There's a reason why there's McDonald's and, you know, the different things that we have, but the green peppers, I I feel like are kind of like a smoke screen for maybe some poor quality meat. You know, it's probably not a hundred percent of it. Some people might just like the green peppers. We serve long hots as an option. So I don't know, man. I don't know if there's an authentic Philly (laughs) or not, other than if you get it from over there, I got a cheesesteak that'll, that'll put you on your ass though. I promise you that. Absolutely. And I didn't know that you guys made your own bread. Like that makes me respect the hell out of you even more. Like I just assume like a local bakery or something was making the bread. Well, so the local bakery makes the bread. It came into fruition um, because it was something I've been infatuating over for years, like trying to hold this one in my pocket to like when I get my deli and my butchery. All of our bread gets made by Matija Bakery and they deliver it in the morning. But the recipe for the bread, for my reference, was something that was being developed far before Wario's. I got you. And so um, so I asked you everything I wanted to ask you, Stefan, but if you have anything you're dying to talk about or I didn't bring up, like, please bring it up now. I, I really, really enjoyed being on the, the show tonight and uh, very humbled. I see your following. I'm excited to hear their opinions about my unpopular ones. Um, yeah, no doubt. 
And I hope that uh, this is the beginning of something else cool in the works. Maybe uh, we do an Upper Feast and Wario's collab. I would love that, dude. I'm 100% down. I'll bring some ideas and shoot them over to you, man. That would be super dope. Get your sandwich cap on. Let's do something ridiculous. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing the pod and have a great rest of your night, buddy. Thank you, Anthony. Yep. Bye. Hey, so that was the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell a friend, share us on social media, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps a lot. Either way, thanks for listening.